In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about everything SEM. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. I am with Rebecca, our digital marketing exec and our SEO expert to um, chat about all things SEO. Um, Rebecca joined the team um, in March and ever since she's been um, helping to take the services from strength to strength and um, helping us to get different strategies on board for our, well, a range of different clients really. We've got B2B clients, e-commerce clients and um, some of our clients are starting to go international and across the borders so um, it's been a learning experience hasn't it Rebecca? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in my previous roles, SEO wasn't something I did a lot of. Um, but coming here and really getting into it, I've really enjoyed it and definitely learned a lot along the way as well. So um, the way that our services work is um, people come on to, um, come on to us and um, they want to learn about um, SEO and how it can be beneficial to them. Um, I set it all up for them and um, help set the strategy and um, look at it from a kind of top level overview. And then Rebecca drills down into the details and really makes sure that everything has been enacted um, specifically really for what actually the strategy is that's been set so we can um, we can start to cover some different things but I just to give a quick overview really of the key insights that you'll gain from this podcast episode we're going to be talking about different SEO tactics to help you improve your e-commerce strategy the importance of SEO for taking your brand international and we're helping a few clients with that at the moment and it's really exciting times um, why SEO is important for your blogs and content marketing, which is often something that is overlooked and we'll explain why you shouldn't allow that to be the case. And um, then we've just got a few different bits for you really in terms of like the latest updates on Google's algorithm and um, some real life effects we've seen in a, across our own work on SEO and also our clients work since um, Google's UX update in May and how we've been overcoming that and helping clients now to really future-proof those websites and um, make sure that anything that we build for them is always built with SEO in mind. So, Rebecca, do you want to talk to us about some of the work then that you've been doing for our clients' SEO strategies, especially the e-commerce ones? Yeah, sure. So, if a client comes to us, first of all, we'll start off by looking at like keywords and competitors, so who they would pit themselves against and who are closely their competitors and then we'll look at like the keywords so I think it's all very important to start off by thinking of yourself as a customer so going on to google what would you search for uh what products do you have um and how people would search so sometimes searches aren't quite just keywords they might be like how to's or like extra information which you can then provide the content for, which can then go on to be a sale. So it's all about thinking about the different kinds of customers that come to you and what kind of keywords um, they would use. Then looking at the keywords, you'd look into like the site's architecture, so how a site is mapped out. Do you have the keywords built into the website? So say, for instance, you sold bikes. Did you have like a little drop-down menu for like mountain bikes, things like that? Um, then we look at the on-page SEO. So this is something I look at. So looking at not only product pages, but like your extra content. So it's like blogs, um, category pages, things like that, and optimising them for Google. Um, but then also as well, I 
I think it's so important to have a site that's working correctly so you can optimise your site and it can be really good. But if it's not physically working correctly, then people are going to have a bad experience. And like Chelsea mentioned, this Google user experience is now quite important. So you want people to have a good experience when they come to your website. So I work closely with Aaron, who does all the technical SEO, and he fixes all the issues, which ensures that you don't get any like uh, them really annoying error codes and you have to go back and then try and find another way to get to the product you want. Um, and then link building. So organic link building is very important because if you're creating content that is important, important relevant, and people want to read, you're naturally going to require links because people see your content as useful and add something to their story. So the content that you create, you may not think it's, huge and it's groundbreaking but it may provide a an extra bit of information to someone else's content so that's really important um and then also as well with e-commerce you need to tell google what area you're you're in so say you have some keywords for like say bikes near me or bikes for sale near me google needs to know where you are so there's extra things like Google My Business, which you can set up, and it's all about telling Google that you're in this area, what you're selling, and yeah, just all about the business. I think you've given a really good overview, actually, of e-commerce, and um, we get a lot of people coming to us, don't we, just like thinking that we can, I don't know, get them to the top of Google in the yeah. space of like two weeks, and um, I think looking at it from kind of like a holistic point of view, um, which is, I guess, where I'd come into the services, is... Um, my job really is to help clients figure out their strategy and to um, ensure that they're getting the right things at the right time. So with a lot of our e-commerce clients, um, especially those in the FMCG sector, they have different seasonal products and they kind of view SEO in some ways, especially across their product categories, as something that's quite reactive, like, oh, so we've just uploaded these products and um, now we need to get them found. Whereas, like, if it's something that they can do um, kind of consistently year in, year out, like they have, like, seasonal products that they do at specific times of years, if they gave us some foresight and let us know what was coming up, we'd be able to kind of like hit the ground running beforehand, making sure that all of the pages were optimized so that when they were launched, they'd be able to do that, not drafting pages so that they were going into the junk and then we'd lose all of the work we'd done it, just maybe like taking them away from the site so you couldn't get access them from like the user experience point of view, but not actually taking them offline. And there's so many things that like, in terms of working with a strategy of a top level, like this is our products that we need to market, then these are the people that we need to find it for. But then bringing that into fruition through like the tactical side, which is more of what Rebecca looks at. This is why we work so well as a team, because you've got people with two very different approaches to it that understand both and then can create this bespoke platform for whatever e-commerce strategy really it is that you need in place. So I think... It's quite difficult, really, isn't it, when you've got kind of clients in the FMCG space sometimes, and um, yeah, definitely. You um, you kind of like you feel like you're almost on the back foot all the time, but um, it just comes down to account management, really, doesn't it, and making sure that we can um, we know exactly what's going on in their business and um, what kind of products they want to do at 
each time really and then yeah. that way you know um, in advance what strategy is going to be in that way then we can get them results that they want for when they actually need the results by instead of like a few weeks or months later they've had these products launched and then like they've got to wait three months for like the awareness to actually be there which it's just a waste really when if we'd have known three months earlier it could all they could be up and running and like hit the ground running really really quickly yeah definitely and I think as well that's where blogs can be so useful and like extra content um because you can kind of build that awareness you can start talking about maybe new product launches um on these blogs but then the beauty of blogs is you can update them and change them over time so if you release a blog and you've got a product launch say coming in three months then you can update it e- maybe even every week so that you're constantly getting that content out there you're updating it and google is already aware that you're you might be ranking for these keywords and then when you do launch products google knows that you're already ranking for them so it starts to save the products as well so it's all about like thinking again like holistically and how everything works together because it's not just product page it's it's the whole website and how it all works yeah it's like an ecosystem really I guess like if we were to use like a real life example of like how that could come into effect is um for example um if I wanted to buy um my nan some plants for her garden I know absolutely nothing about plants or like flowers or anything like that so I would probably type into google like um well flowers look the prettiest in March or something or like you know like when you you expect them to see like blooming or like what are the most long lasting flowers or something like that and then I'd click on a blog which maybe said something like um I don't know uh, best flowers for your garden 2021 yeah and um that way then it can you you click onto the blog it might be from like a um, local garden center and then it'd give you a load of examples of like different plants that you could buy or like um, different things you need for them like things to take into consideration that I as a plant novice would not think of and um, just to go into a bit of detail about how bad I am at plants I once killed a cactus because I watered (laughs) it too much so um, I really know nothing but um, so it could give you examples of like loads of different plants and like different compost that you might need to consider like I don't know like what the best watering can might be and um, just all of these different things that then actually have links through to those products so that I can think oh that watering can looks like I could lift that up if it was full because you know I'm only five foot two and not overly strong (laughs) and um, then I'd click onto that one and then happy days like I'm already on the product page I just add it to cart and then I can purchase it yeah so it's just having that really intuitive user experience and not making it hard for people to actually buy from you like the easier you make it the more sales that you'll actually convert and I think SEO is great because obviously search engine optimization you want to be seen on Google but now because of all the stuff that Google's bringing into effect with like user experience it's not just about like manipulating keywords and like those old school like black hat SEO tactics where you like keyword stuff in like I know garden center in Staffordshire Staffordshire garden center plants in Staffordshire (laughs) like it's not about that anymore it's about actually like having valuable content that is optimized correctly and also in a way that does get out what's actually on the page on there and 
doesn't have those roadblocks in the way really of creating content or like getting people to buy from you like the easier the user experience is for them the better it's going to be yeah definitely and I know myself when I've done searches like you say you've got no clue about something you do start with like a very broad question like how to keep plants alive something like that or like you say best plants for your garden and you start quite broad and if I find that if a a company or a brand or a website helps me earlier on in my journey, I tend to remember it and maybe use them as like a reference or keep going back to them or even end up buying from them because I think, well, they've kind of introduced me and given me all the information I need, so why wouldn't I? And if they've got other blogs, I'd go on to read them. So it really, I think it's about... um, like building that relationship and I actually saw something really interesting on LinkedIn yesterday and it was from Dave Gerhardt I don't know if I'm saying that right (laughs) apologies if not and he said with so many choices now um, we have numerous amount of brands we can buy the exact same product of so you've got so many different brands out there but it's important to remember your brand is not logos and calls it your reputation Mm. And the best way to build your reputation in 2021 is content, blogs, podcasts, YouTube, and these build trust, credibility, and authority. And I thought that was so true because there is so many options out there. And by giving people extra information, support, how-tos, you're going to create that reputation and ultimately they're going to keep coming back to you because they know you and they trust you. Yeah, and I think as well, you've obviously got like... um So one of the big things about search engine optimization was people just wanted to be like at the top position on Google or like in the top three, because like if we're being completely honest, who looks below number three? No one does. And then you've also got like this whole like kind of content machine Mm. that's just absolutely insane in terms of like making like the kind of bulk that you can get out there. So yes, you've got like the availability and like the visibility of like being position number one but then the more consistently you produce good high quality content that is actually like informed by your seo strategy it matches with your keywords then the better it's going to be and i can give you a bit of an example about that um, in in a little bit when um, we start to talk about maybe some b2b um seo strategies um because naturally b2b websites they don't have all the product project products that um, the e-commerce sites are so um it's they rely really on that content generation to actually grow their site and google likes bigger sites yeah definitely so with um i guess the key differences then going into like the b2b strategy side of things is um you have quite a few different things that you need to think about so um making use of like your blog post page and like content pages and stuff as well that's always going to be great and um, we've got a really really good client and um, autobright won't mind us shouting about them for this because they're great at producing content yeah they also have like um the seo that we look after for them and um, we do that for them um, here in the agency and um, we streamline everything so that like everything is all always optimized correctly and it works incredibly well like the visibility that they get is just insane and then the way that they can sell through the visibility that they create on both search and like social media and everything really it's just very well considered and when you take that then from um, kind of e-commerce through to B2B, where really you don't have any products on site, you have like service pages or you have like um, yeah. kind of blogs. 
that's when content marketing comes into effect really because um, you have to drive awareness somehow and build that relationship and I think sometimes in the b2b world as well because people perceive it to be more rational in terms of like the way that they do it there is a little bit more of a focus on like um, kind of what are your case studies like or like what have you done in the past what's your process how easy are you to work with like basically all of these things that like you don't really get with impulse buys because a lot of the time you have to justify it to somebody higher up especially like the clients that we work with or um you um you kind of you've got that whole kind of like awareness phase inspiration phase conversion stage but like between that key is the consideration stage and um, they might be considering you and a few other people and making sure that you've got high quality content that is going to get people at the right phases of each journey along that awareness funnel is crucial and I think SEO can really help not just get the visibility but inform your content strategy. Yeah definitely and I think as well um, with B2B like you say it might be a bit harder because they haven't got a whole range of products but if you're if you've got good information that's optimized people are going to find it and they're going to find your business i think an example that we can actually say of that is um we've got a client who works in the timber industry and um, we do we don't do their seo for them however we do their content marketing for them but every piece of content that we always write for a client always has SEO in mind because like that's the training yeah. that I've got. Just second nature. Into yeah. It, yeah, you just go in terms of like, it's it's kind of like, it's common sense. Like you're going to spend this time creating something. You want as many people to see it as possible. Yeah. So what we did was um, with that one, we were writing a blog about um, the timber shortage in the UK at the moment because um, it's something that they were really struggling with. And... Um, this just goes to show actually how quickly SEO can take into effect um, if it's done well. So, um, for example, we wrote this um, blog post about all of the problems that were um, kind of like culminating in the UK timber shortage industry. And then the headline, we actually took that in terms of, and we optimised it well and had the word, um, I think it was like planning your way around the UK timber shortage. Um, Off the top of my head, it was like three months ago now. (laughs) I've done a lot since then. But um, then when people typed in UK timber shortage, I'm pretty sure that they're, um, are they one or two? I think they got to first position on that. Um, But that worked so well. We did the SEO and everything, but you're having that relationship with the client and they're telling you the issues which are happening now in the industry, doing the research, and then you're actually posting content that is relevant to the time. So we weren't like delayed. It was it was relevant now. So people were actually searching for what we had the content we had created. So yeah, it was really good. I think as well when we're working with um people that have these like really niche industries and um these quite like um technical ones where um, they've they've worked for years and years to amass all of this experience and to really be truly expert in their industry and to be a thought leader they need someone to help them probably bring that to life and then infiltrate that into their content and seo strategy and um, that blog that we were talking about now it's one of their highest pages that leads traffic to their website. I think the month that we actually launched it, there was over a thousand people went to that page alone on their yeah, website. It's actually got more page views than the homepage. So <laughs> yeah. it's a bit crazy. 
So it just goes to show that like in terms of like B2B strategy, yes, you might not have like the product pages that you can optimize or those kind of like um, knee jerk searches where there's like a definite want. You are kind of dealing with people at like a different stage that are just kind of in that awareness or consideration. But if you can be the one that's informing them and actually giving them the giving them the information that they need and giving them like and like broadening their view on like the diff on the di- on the topic and like giving them the different aspects of everything that's like building up to it you're going to develop that relationship and it's a really good way for you to get information out there and to drive people in where they're searching for things that are might not be like directly related to your business but like they'd see you as that and then if they ever did have a need for your service they come to you a bit like how you were saying that you use blogs yeah definitely it's it's all everything's linked with seo absolutely everything sometimes you can get into a bit of like like you say a bit of a hole because you just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper (laughs) and then you end back where you started so yeah it's um yeah it's definitely it all works together and i think if you you work well as a team and then as as a client and then that communication is there do really well I think another example that I actually wanted to touch on was um, we work really closely with um, a client who is a bit of a they're a they're a recent startup they've got like amazing backing though and they are starting to get a lot of traction now but um, they're really trying to break space in their industry in terms of um, so they're a later living client but um, they're trying to really change the way that people view later living and um, basically, but no one's really heard of later living. Like the things that they'd search for is like um, retirement homes or like um, retirement living, whereas like they um, they don't like that language because um, it's quite ageist. It's got like um, negative connotations and um, but that's what people are searching for. So um We've kind of had to help them with their strategy. So um, they do all of their SEO themselves and um, they do a really great job at it. We just kind of help them from a kind of like um, from a marketing slash a brand point of view, because obviously their brand was all about changing reputations of um, old people, really going in and challenging it and making sure that everyone felt felt happy and like the terms that were being used weren't like negative or like kind of putting people down. But ultimately it wasn't what it was searching for and it was a massive conundrum for them because how are they how are they able to kind of like change it if they're not getting the visibility so that's something that I I worked on with them quite quite a bit a few months ago now they're starting to get traction they are actually starting to re-educate people and like introduce these terms like later living and um I must say as well, when yeah. I first went onto the website, I, I, I thought, I want to move there because it <laughs> yeah. looked fantastic. And I was like, oh, growing older, it just looks brilliant. Like all these <laughs> yeah. facilities. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like actually inspiring people to, um, I guess, like, I don't know, enjoy that stage of their life, not see it as like a negative thing or like a cast out from society, like society has no use for them anymore. But one thing that we did was we were very clear about what were brand keywords so that were acceptable by the brand and what was like adding to that brand portrayal and like the way that they wanted to have it and um, then we also had to split them into but what's actually being searched for 
So one of the tactics that we came up with was to the ones that didn't align with the brand that were the negative connotation words, but were the ones that people were searching for. They'd use that in their content strategy in a way that we could spin the blogs to re-educate people about those terms. So for example, if um, someone typed in like, I don't know, um, retirement home, then they'd land on a blog that about like um, why retirement homes might not be fit for purpose anymore in the modern day of living and why later living complexes might be a better option for people that still want to have that sense of community and that sense of like independence but do need a tiny little bit of support but don't need to be you know like kind of shoved away in a home somewhere so it was really quite strategic in the way that we had to think about that in terms of the brand because they wanted to absolutely stay true to their brand and that's what I believe all brands should do especially if they care about something so much you can't then start just like whacking in key search terms because they're going to get you the visibility because then you've got that disconnect in your brand and what you're actually being found for and then that's really hard to actually build brand trust back up because there's just that disconnect in it so it's it seems simple but actually a lot of thought goes into these things especially when you're doing it on like a kind of top level and making sure that like the strategy in place is is set and then I know that you also have a lot of work Rebecca to make sure that like tactically and like operationally that strategy comes to life and it actually does work yeah definitely and part of the things well one the things I look at are they may seem more granular but you you do have to work towards the bigger goal and the bigger outcome and what the brand wants and what they're looking for um so yeah it's I think it's it's always interesting to see how they actually do come together and um, with like the reports that we do every month it's always interesting to see like um, how how it does come along and how they work and um, I know that I've been sat in the office sometimes and um, then I've just like heard you and Aaron like whooping because you've like <laughs> solved a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Getting the technical issues down from 800 to zero it's a fist pump <laughs> moment. <laughs> And um, it's just so nice to actually see it come to light. And then when we do like our catch up calls with clients and stuff like doing this with them and like making sure they're a part of the process and they understand it, especially with SEO, because like so many people don't understand it. And so many agencies in the past have almost kept it like deliberately vague because um, I guess obviously they weren't always using like the best tactics and stuff in place. But when I was creating the services, that's the one thing that stuck out in my mind like SEO especially like um, from agencies agency to client side there's not always that trust there so transparency to me and the way that I was like setting up the services and I wanted to create them it was super important because I didn't want clients to not feel like they were getting value from us so having actual conversations with them creating reports in language that they understand making the reports bespoke to them because we've got different clients that want different things in their report and like different things are important to them some clients are happy with like a report sent to them via email some really need that call because they don't understand how it all fits together and obviously it depends in terms of like um if we're working with a marketing team or if we're working with a business owner like they all need different levels of like engagement and support and we like my my job really was to make sure that whoever came onto these services 
knew exactly what value they were getting because I wasn't I wouldn't be happy in terms of like my integrity if I didn't feel like people were getting the best service from us Mm -hmm. and that's something that we've worked really really hard on to make sure that it's actually come to life but um anyway enough about the services and we'll talk (laughs) a little bit about um the importance of seo for taking your brand international because um we're doing quite a lot of work on that at the moment aren't we yeah um well it's something like i say seo um i never i didn't really do a lot of before but now going international i've got to admit that even i had to do some research and that's the one thing i love about this job is it's constant you're constantly learning because everything's constantly changing like we were speaking the other day about if training to become a gp and it's an absolutely fantastic job but the body is what the body is but Whereas with Google and Facebook and Instagram, they're always changing. There's always updates and you have to keep on top of that and constantly keep learning. So going international with SEO is something I had to look into. And it's it was it was very interesting because obviously if you're producing your if you're producing content for a different language, um and you're not fluent in that language, it can be very hard because if you're using things like Google Translate, they're not <laughs> yeah. very accurate. Like, <laughs> So there was a few points that I kind of noted down for anyone that wants to go I- like international and important things to consider with their SEO. So before setting up your website, you actually need to tell Google what language your website is in. So you're basically saying to it, hi, Google, this language is in Spanish, serve it to people who are searching in Spanish. Um, and then you also need to submit your submit your website to local search directories and engines so that they know that your website is there. Um, another important thing that I came across as well, so touching on, going on language, you can, you know, you sometimes you go onto like a website and you have like a drop down menu, it might say like English, French, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, it's important to cater to languages, not countries, because some countries actually have more than one official language. And I've seen so many different drop-down menus where you have like um, a flag, and it might be like a French flag. But you've got to think as well that lots of people in, say, Canada yeah. speak French. Mm. So I think it's really important to cater to languages, not countries, because, like I say, there's, there can be more than one languages, and also you can get people as well who move countries and might prefer to still search in their native language so you've got to consider that um so once that kind of all that website's done um when you're creating content it's really important to consider like the changes in culture value norms religions way of life because people don't do things the same in london as they do in manchester so it's really important to consider different changes in culture in different countries um spain has a siesta so (laughs) you you might not be expected to have your business open or your phone lines open between one and two or whenever it is so there's lots of different things to consider like that um as well like chelsea touched on before when you've got content and maybe words like retirement village and later living, they might not mean the same thing in a different language mm. or they might be perceived as not 
yeah, not like the the way you describe something. So yeah. retirement village in French might be seen as quite like offensive or like it's quite ageist. So you need yeah. to think of like different ways of how people in different countries talk about things. And that's why it's really important that if you are translating your content, you need to get someone who is native to that country because they will know all about how the way people speak and can successfully convey the ideas in a way that you want to whilst maintaining your optimised content. Um, And then also as well, you've got things like um, Google My Business, social media, again, signaling to Google that you're in that country. So creating up social media platforms, Instagram, and creating an address, showing people where you are, using phone numbers that are in that country um yeah it's kind of it's kind of like seo but there's a lot more things to consider with languages and then differences in culture and things like that yeah i think um it's all stuff though that obviously when when clients come to us and ask us for help with these like strategies it's all the stuff that they don't expect us to turn around and say to them yeah they just think that we can go in and opt- optimize a few words in life and play around on the metadata yeah. and make sure that all the technicals work whereas like actually it just goes to show that there is so much more for your seo and it really has to be a partnership with the agency that you're working with for you to get it right and i think trying to just outsource something but really like not have that much involvement in it um it doesn't always go to plan especially when you are going with like the kind of um the international or you've got like fmcg based businesses um we really need to know what's going on in your business so that we can help you and act actually as like an outsource marketing department i think international is just one of those ways as well where like um, you need to make sure that you do your market research on the keywords and um, you've actually got the links with like the people in that local language if not like there's people that we can suggest to you and um, if we know them but ultimately like our service and our expertise can only go so far and um, a lot of people that work on these bigger strategies they have to meet us halfway um, so I think then touching on really, I guess, the ever-changing nature of Google, and um, I think you summed it up really, really well, like um, the body like it stays the same, but Google is like constantly evolving, yeah. and um, yeah, it can, it can be overwhelming at times, especially when um, like you've got to stay on top of Google, and then you've got to stay on top of Facebook, and stay on top of like Twitter, and how that's evolving, and then LinkedIn, like I get yeah. served like a new <laughs> LinkedIn bloody landing page like every week, <laughs> yeah. like it's hard to actually kind of like look at the bigger problems, but then learn how to navigate the smaller, the smaller changes and the nuances that just change every single day, and um I think Google is just one of them. They are starting to get a little bit better now in terms of like giving people advance notice. I think when bigger updates do come out, that's not always been the case in the past. And um, I remember a few months ago coming into work after they'd changed something on Google Shopping and we'd not been... um, we'd not been <laughs> notified by it and um, then I think we had about six or seven clients asking about like why things weren't pulling through correctly <laughs> and then we had to like figure it out and um, we did it in the end it took us literally about two hours but like um, now with the SEO and like the Google UX update that they had in May we actually had quite a lot of time to um, 
figure out what it was going to be and they um, they were really good and open about it and since that has come into effect um, we've noticed a few key differences as well haven't we in the way that Google's actually like serving websites now and what's important to it yeah definitely I think the users are becoming much more aware of what they want and they want it quick Mm. so the user experience update is all about basically making sure that that person that user has the best experience on your website things load quickly they can navigate in about three clicks um they can find pages that they need like get onto a page and not being able to find the contact is a bit of a nightmare and if you c- i know i do it if i can't find it in about three seconds i leave yeah. <laughs> because i'm like this is not doing it quick enough for me um but now user, um, the user experience update that happened in May um, is now changing a little bit. So there was the core web vitals now give you a score of how your website is working. So this would kind of affect your ranking because if people left quickly, um, obviously it wasn't a very good page experience. But now the new update that's happening in mid-June which will be done around August time Google is actually using this user experience as a direct factor for ranking yeah so instead of it just like hinting it's now like a direct link so if your user experience isn't very good maybe images aren't loading quick enough things like that it's actually going to affect ranking so Mm -hmm. Google are putting definitely putting the user first and saying they want this level of service and you've got to you've got to give it to them else we're going to rank you lower. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense actually. And I think um, we're really starting to um, embed that now into our processes as an agency. So um, I shared yesterday on our social that um, we'd um, recently done like a wireframe for a client to make sure that, you know, like all of the content was working. But actually like what you don't see into that wireframe is... Um, Yes, our creative director drew it up in terms of user experience, but you had um, Aaron also taking part in that mentioning about like technical SEO factors and what would need to be considered and um, the user journey. Then in terms of like the content strategy of the site, like um, me and you, we were working on like, the categories for it and like yeah. how it all needs to work so that it is literally built with SEO and this in mind so that that website is fully future-proof because there's nothing worse than inheriting a website and then um, like we we try not to do SEO services on websites that we haven't built ourselves because we just can't guarantee that it will actually work and it's not fair for us to take the accountability if it's not on like an easy adaptable um, an easily adaptable kind of like CMS system or um if it's if it's actually like quite difficult for us to do the job or if it wasn't built with like the right categories in effect or the user experience isn't great so we try and build all of our websites with that in mind and really get to know how it's actually integrated so that then when google does have these updates it doesn't really help like it doesn't really hinder the seo strategy it's just another thing that we need to just go back through and just double check everything. But yeah. really, if it's built with SEO in mind from the off and everything is aligned and it all works, it saves you a lot of time further down the line if it is a way that you really do want to kind of grow your ac- grow your cl- um, client base or like your customer base. Yeah, definitely. And there's 
there's lots of things you can use as well to check how your site's performing. So you can use like Google Console, Lighthouse or PageSpeed Insights to really look at how Google is seeing your website and whether it's giving you a good score. Um, but a lot of it does tend to be like the technical issues. So one of the things as well is accessibility, which I didn't really know much about um, before I started here, but I really looked into it and it's about catering for people who um, there's loads of different there's loads of different scenarios, but for people who are visually impaired, making sure making sure all your media has like alt text and then dyslexic and things yeah. like that, and like how old people or maybe like um, people who like are completely visually impaired, but they need those audio cues yeah, and things like definitely. that. It's and something that we do a lot on with like the designers. They're incredibly good and attuned to that, and then you're great now at bringing that to life digitally and making sure that like everything is in the correct places yeah and then Aaron's also great at making sure like the images are actually optimized and um, we can have that streamline in place I think in terms of what we use so we actually use SEMrush for our SEO um for our SEO software it's third party so um again like it's it's trustworthy you're getting benchmarked against like one of the biggest providers in in the UK and in the SEO world, really, so it's not something that we can um, we we can't really like diddle the results. No. Like they're either there or they're yeah. not, and <laughs> we're happy for clients to hold us accountable <laughs> if that's not the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, a lot of a lot of learnings come really from um, doing these services, and they're constantly evolving as well due to the nature of it. And um, we just never stop learning, and that's the type of people that we <laughs> want to have on the team and it's great and then that way then we can make sure that clients are always getting the best results too and we've had some great results yeah or some clients <laughs> and it's it's been a great ride <laughs> um but yeah if you're um, if you're interested in um getting in touch with us and learning more about seo or if you've got any problems that you think we can help you with get in touch with us at hello at so marketing.com